0: when we are doing the will of our true self we are inevitably doing the will of the universe in magic these are seen as indistinguishable that
1: every human soul is in fact one human soul it is the soul of the universe itself and as long as you are doing the will of the universe
0: then it is impossible to do anything wrong And this is Prague Magic. In this podcast, we will journey through the investigation and application of metaphysical means to enhance and inspire what I consider to be the great unifying purpose of our short human existence the creative process. And it's my intention to learn and reveal exercises that ex hex those inner oppressive thought patterns, as well as exorcising those lurking psychic vampires. So join me as I consort the unseen as means for getting the fuck out of creative stagnation. Stagnation that bewitches each and all of us, artists or not. The uh, following episode is a repost of my conversation with Montana Jordan, a paranormal scholar and local Oregon intuitive. Uh, This recording was uh, made live at the Waypost in Portland, Oregon, uh, right before Halloween 2017. And it was just such an amazing conversation, I wanted to catalog and release each of the conversations in that initial, um, salon and event, um, and make sure they got the widest audience possible. That's widest.
1: W-I-D-E-S-T.
0: And, uh, for a little self, well, shameless self-promotion, I'm including the first track entitled Night Thief off of Dakota Slim's upcoming release, Cactus Crown. Uh, should be released May 25th, and you can find it through dakotaslim.net or wethehallowed.org. But without further ado, please enjoy this epic conversation back when the bale was the thinnest, the leaves were orange, and Santa Muerte... Was breathing down all of our necks. This is my conversation with Montana Jordan. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, this was a, uh, this is uh, an amazing manifestation. I think I heard you on uh, Cult Personality Podcast. Oh, that was
1: a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Long
0: time ago. Uh Searched you out. We went, saw your Ouija. Um,
1: my I guess workshop
0: lecture? Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: my, my uh, Ouija lecture, my most recent lecture at uh, Make Minimums Mission Theater.
0: And are you doing more of those?
1: Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't have um, a, a lecture uh, scheduled um, for the rest of this year, but okay. yeah. But you have a
0: lot, of, have a lot of other stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, let's uh, get right into it. I've um, been asking this to everybody, and I kind of know your answer because you're very upfront about this, mm-hmm. but... Um, What was the spark that made you realize there was something beyond this corporal reality?
1: That's a good question. I am very open about my initial first aha moment that I had because, like I discussed at my lecture, if you remember, um, I think it's really important that we uh, open up and maintain a very honest, a brutally honest dialogue about our events because there's nothing abnormal about the paranormal. We all have experiences, and I think the more we talk about them, then the more we grow comfortable with them, and then the more we can develop a healthier understanding. Uh, So for me... um, my first experience, I was about six years old, and I uh, was harassed uh, by a dark entity. And uh, when I say that it's it was dark, it was black in color. And uh, I was brought up in a religious household, um, so uh, as a six-year-old little sheltered girl, I communicated my experience as something bad and something evil.
0: So it was it was negative because of what you were kind yes. of conditioned to understand. Exactly. Okay. Yeah.
1: So for uh, years, um, I was very scared of it, and for years, I continued to see it, and um, I uh, started to read books, started to ask questions, and uh, the more I expanded myself and my capability, the more I was able to see. Mm -hmm. So uh, other uh, beings started to present themselves to me, and I was able to start presenting myself to them, and um, I now know... Uh, all my years working as an active paranormal researcher in the field as well as a practicing occultist I now know that uh, my experience was far from negative I communicated it as something negative at the time again because I was a little girl and I didn't know any better so that's why I uh, talk about my experience very openly even though I was um, a naive child at the time it's so important that we understand that just because something seems scary, just because something is dark or black in color, it doesn't mean that it's bad. It doesn't mean that it's evil.
0: That's that's great. Yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to dive into. Um, You mentioned seeing at what age did you?
1: I think I was about six.
0: So at six years old, and then they become clearer over time. And I've read that it's a psychic muscle that you Mm -hmm. like anyone has the capacity maybe. Mm -hmm. I am not sure of uh Oh I definitely think so. You think so? Okay. Yeah. I think that
1: we all have parapsychological capabilities inside of us. Some of us are just more sensitive to it.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, like empathic or absolutely. And so uh what was it that um like uh when did they start becoming clear that you could actually kind of ascribe because when we uh saw your um your Ouija workshop at McMiniman's right away you were kind of taken back by noticing uh, oh, all
1: the energies yeah, in the room, the, yeah uh,
0: energies if, uh so is that the that's probably the best word to yeah. call it um so yeah and like uh you were very upfront about it you mm-hmm. know and i was wondering like when did they start becoming really clear when could you understand that they were you know
1: good question i don't I can't tell you exactly when. It's just something that's sort of started to develop more and more over the years. And I can tell you that it's only been probably fairly recently that I feel I've really been able to control it. It's something that's always been there, but I have figured out how to turn it on and how to turn it off and how to manipulate it. So
0: when it when it started, it, it just came. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, your resolution started getting better.
1: Definitely, yeah. And well, I think that was the whole point of it. Um, I talked to people, so many people that say that they have these experiences or they had these experiences when they were younger and they dismissed them or their parents told them, you know, oh, it was just a dream. It was just, you know, just a monster under your bed, not a big deal. Right. I think that that is um, a huge hindrance. I think that that's unhealthy. I think it's important that we teach our children uh, to be more open and that, again, we have an open dialogue about uh, these situations because we all have them. So, My point is that um, if you are dismissive of yourself, if you just say, oh, it was just a dream or I just saw something out of the corner of my eye, then you're training yourself. You're training your brain to quiet down that capability that you have. And that's that's not why you have it. You have it because it's something great and you're supposed to grow with it.
0: Totally. Yeah, I think my my dismission came as I grew up and started trusting my younger like empathic self a lot less Mm -hmm. like. Oh, you know, I was I was a kid. Maybe I didn't understand what was happening, mm-hmm. but I have to fight that.
1: Yeah, you know? definitely.
0: Um, what I wanted to really get into, because this is this is a big one. How is that like when I when I think of energies or spirits, I think of them almost as echoes or mm-hmm. like fractions of a consciousness that existed before. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that that is the entire entity? Do you think that that's the complete consciousness that is
1: a really good question that's uh actually a difficult question to answer because um i would say professionally we have no idea no idea and everything's going to be speculative and that's why we continue to work in the field and we continue to uh gather and garner and go through our research to answer those questions so
0: you're you're Um, coming at it purely uh, uh scientifically
1: Uh, From a scientific perspective, yeah, yeah, that would be impossible to answer from a personal perspective.
0: (laughs) So I'm asking personally. Yes.
1: Uh, Personally, um, I think that uh, every energy and every circumstance behind that energy, um, I I think it's all going to be circumstantial. So that means it's going to be ever-changing. And that's the thing with um, what I'm going to be talking about this weekend at my event. Right. uh, anything paranormally related, anything paranormally active, parapsychology, uh, spirituality as a whole, whether you're a pagan, whether, whether you're what have you, um, spirituality and uh, theology and philosophy and any academic or practicing study related to that, it is an ever-changing spiritual journey. It's always going to be changing. It's always going to be morphing. So everything is circumstantial.
0: So how has that uh, formed your kind of uh, understanding of what the afterlife is? Like, how how has that shaped, you know, the idea of a beyond?
1: Um, I think the more I study, uh, the more investigations that I go on, and uh, the more... Uh, resources that I have available to me and the more that I learn. Uh, We are in a very exciting time right now, philosophically and uh, spiritually. We are uh, understanding as paranormal researchers that things aren't just necessarily paranormal anymore, that they're more parapsychological. And that really, really opens things up in terms of a researcher's point of view. Um, So parapsychology is uh, basically the study of, um, it's, it's more metaphysical than not. So it's basically the study of uh, yourself and your relationship with your environment and um, the the uh, fundamentals that orthodox science can't explain. So you've got telepathy, um, ESP, any of those things. Sure. So what I'm getting at is that when I started in this field I thought that things were more cut and dry I'm like yep I've seen ghosts I've seen these entities I've seen right. these beings or has that to be was an afterlife a dead
0: person well, exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: like put them in categories this is right. who you are this is what I think instead it and could be
0: projections uh, yeah, yeah exactly
1: okay. so now I understand that it's not just paranormal it's not just oh you're a ghost or oh you're a demon or oh right. you're an angel and I'm not a big fan of any of those words anyways yeah, but totally. I think that things are more parapsychological I think that I have more to do with them than I realized. You have more to do with them than you realize. That sure. it's all telepathic and we're all connected, that there's a greater consciousness, and that's what parapsychology is getting to be more centered around.
0: I wanted to ask you, yeah, yeah, please, please, <laughs> that was amazing. Um, or not. Uh, <laughs> I wanted, yeah, and I wanted to ask you about the uh, the idea of a collective unconscious. Do you think these are like, you know, I know that uh, Wiccan, right? Practicing Wiccan?
1: Me? Yeah. No, no, no I'm not I'm Wiccan. Sorry. No.
0: Not Wiccan. Uh,
1: I just say that I'm a pagan. It's pagan. A, yeah. I'm sorry. That's terrible. No, a no terrible no, no, that's okay. uh,
0: distinction. Yeah. But, so just um, to be clear, yeah. um,
1: uh, Wicca is an institutionalized religion, right. and uh, paganism is basically anti-institution. Right. So somebody it's, can say that they're a pagan and a Wiccan, but mm-hmm. I'm not a Wiccan.
0: Right, yeah. So I, I apologize because no I, I know the distinction. You know, your belief in... A multi-deity kind of existence mm-hmm. like wh- how does that play into parapsychology
1: that is a good question lots of good questions um i actually had i haven't talked um about this publicly yet oh. um so this might be a good time to do it okay. <laughs> i hope so <laughs> i'm gonna out I, myself could, right now you also
0: plead the fifth that's
1: fine <laughs> um i actually had uh very recently um a very personal, like, profound, this amazing experience. I was meditating, and um, I believe that I was astral projecting. And I think that, again, I think we all uh, harness, I think we all possess parapsychological capabilities, and some of us just have to work harder at them than others. So there was an Um, emphasis on belief. Yes, yeah, yeah. So um, I was meditating. I was uh, sitting down. I was astral projecting. It was... um, one of the most like all am i allowed to cuss Absolute. i was going to say all moving. the shit nice nice to say all of the shit that i've seen and all all of the shit that's happened to me um that uh like so many ghosts and, and so many things that i'm still trying to wrap my head around and i've been doing this for a long time yeah. um i was astral projecting and it was like the most amazingly and indescribable and I'm I'm a writer like I can't even find the words to describe what it was like but I was um, astral projecting and I was flying and all of these different kingdoms and universes were flying past me and I felt so Warm and whole, and um, I was talking to this old lady version of myself, and I knew her to be me, and she was Asian, and she was little, and she had long hair, and I was like, hey, what's up? And she's like, hey, girl, and we were just talking and talking, and she was showing me a bunch of things, like a slideshow of all of my past lives, and there was no question about it. I knew they were my past lives. So what's interesting about that is um, I got interrupted. I got intercepted. And so I'm astral projecting and I'm talking to this old lady version of myself. And then uh, to my right, there's this bubble that forms and two actual what I believe, what I interpret them to be, two actual ETs show up. And they're in this little bubble and they're looking down at me and they're like physically above me because I remember they had to look down at me Mm -hmm. to talk to me. And they were like, What are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. Get out, right. get out, get out. Too get soon, out. too soon. Yeah, 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 get out, get out, get out. And, um, uh, uh, as a, um, paranormal researcher you know I, I have to be open to all of these experiences and yeah, i've never had as far as i know yeah yeah an et experience before um i've seen a, i think i've seen a few uh, uaps before um but uh
0: but explain what a uap is okay. um
1: that would be um an unidentified aerial phenomenon so that's okay. a new term for ufos i like it yeah that's a lot better uh, so um my my whole long story is uh Going back to your um, initial question, is that again things aren't so cut and dry anymore. Right. We can't label things anymore, and things aren't necessarily paranormal. Things are more parapsychological mm-hmm. and ufology, and the study of possible, um, you know, ET life that falls under uh, parapsychology. So, um, since I had that experience, and since I've been starting to understand that spiritually and theologically and phys- philosophically that um, things are more parapsychological than not, that has definitely shaped my view of the afterlife because I now know I thought that I, I knew more more answers when I got into this field and now even through all the shit that I've seen and everything I've experienced I'm like I don't fucking know
0: Right? Yeah. I don't know I think that's uh, what I, I've talked to Anthony about this before it's like the uh, you know uh, Manly P. Hall talks about it like you're about to be a student of the occult like you're just get you're going to get decimated yep Time after time. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, and you hold stuff. tight because it's not going to be fun. Yeah. This here Prag Magic Podcast
1: is brought to you by Portland, Oregon's open source art religion and Prag Magic Art Collective, We the Hallowed. For more information, please visit weTheHallowed.org or support these fine, pious individuals at patreon.com slash we the hallowed. Remember, that's hallowed like saintly. H-A-L-L-O-W-E-D. Thank you. How dumb.
0: on what you were talking about earlier about you know the this uh, consciousness that you found the kind of train of your your singularity mm-hmm. I guess I, I would call it kind of the different lives you've lived mm-hmm. so was that the first time you kind of understood about a shared lineage? of no, no, not at all. Like not that. for me. Yeah. yeah. So um, that that ha- that is a thing, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, right? absolutely. I thing? think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm a firm enough. believer in reincarnation. Yeah. 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 Uh, ghosts exist, reincarnation exists, ETs exist I think everything exists and and what I haven't experienced yet I still have to be open to and I talked about this at my last lecture that um, I haven't seen Bigfoot but who am I to tell somebody that no you didn't have a Bigfoot encounter, you know again spirituality is an individual journey and um, I do believe that uh, different entities and different beings and different energies are uh, shapeshifters and that they will uh, present themselves in a different manner to you as opposed to me and it might not necessarily be that um, they have the power to do that again from a parapsychological point of view that might be how you're choosing to interpret it on right. a different level and was, so forth.
0: I was going to say because yeah I've, I've had uh, experiences especially with, in, with an audiomancy where I think the other place is allowing me to uh, mine what I would how i would realize things exactly that they it's not exactly as they are but you know the only way to like not shoot off into the mm-hmm. you know atmosphere yeah. of the neither neither or whatever is exactly. to like you know kind of digest it yeah so do you is, is it like is it gifts or is this are we uh are we uh you know thrusting ourselves out there
1: um yeah i think it's 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 all good and um I'm going to answer this from a, uh, pagan perspective. Um, as a pagan, uh, we, uh, honor the duality in nature. We honor, um, death and life and, and yeah, definitely. So we know that things have to be loving and cruel. Um, you know, life and death, dark and and light and and day and night. It's, it's, it's the, it's just the way, uh, the animal kingdom runs. And, um, that uh, I think it's important to honor that and to go back to, to circle back to what we were talking about um, with the dark entity that um, harassed me at the age of six years old. Um, And I say this at every opportunity I can. I think it's so important to remember that um, the darkness is something to be honored and not feared. That uh, we are taught uh, to look through things through a religious specified lens and I cannot um, enforce how incorrect that is because we're talking about theology and spirituality as a whole and religion is just a little tiny portion of that. It's so of it's strength. important that we, yeah. absolutely. So that's why, thank you. Broken <laughs> um,
0: hand clap. Yeah,
1: yay. So uh, yes, it's important that we um, explore all resources uh, to thrust ourselves into whatever this major consciousness is. I think
0: that's what fascinates me so much about you is that we, we also have the kind of same predilection for uh, outlaw country music. <laughs> And I Johnny think Cash. yeah, exactly. Johnny and I Cash. think jo- Johnny Cash, the thing that haunts me the most about him, other than you know astrologically, because we're very similar, is the uh, the relishing and contradiction.
1: Yes, because he was a Christian. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, yeah, my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah, I could talk about Johnny Cash for days. Right? Um, absolutely. That's the thing of it. Um, Johnny Cash is actually one of my favorite writers. A lot of people don't mm-hmm. know that um, he was not just a poet, but also Cash a novelist. Cash Johnny Cash? Um, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. amazing. So that's the thing of it. Um, it's not a surprise that, that I'm very anti-religion, and I'm specifically anti-Christian. Um, but uh, I'm also working on my PhD in holistic theology, so as an inspiring theologian again and as a paranormal researcher it's my job to, to always be open it's my job to maintain an openness um, so with Johnny Cash he is so fascinating because he was um, a born again Christian and he was best friends with Billy Graham who was very mm. interesting uh, mm. but Johnny Cash, um, he was the type of religious person who was so accepting, and he was so dark that he was somebody that that struggled with his own darkness, hence being the man in black. Right, right. And... um, Basically, uh, his Christian religion rejected him. And he actually uh, tried to join um, the Freemasonry one day, and they kicked him out. They were like, no, you're a bad boy. You know, you're a rebel. You've got a bad reputation, and we can't have you be a part of that. I think that's
0: what he relished in. He, yeah. He understood the uh, the constraints of it, but he was like, this is the only one that won't have me, so I'm going to do it.
1: <laughs> you know? I like I, that.
0: I absolutely love that. Yeah. Um, so smart. L- let's talk about... Uh, well, let's talk about Ouija real quick, and then we'll get into uh, your your uh, many uh, events and cool. things that we're doing. So I uh, we saw your Ouija thing I keep talking about. You do a McMiniman's mm-hmm. lecture series. Uh, mm-hmm. It's about the occult, the esoteric, metaphysical. Yeah. It's all over the place, mm-hmm. uh, different speakers. And we witnessed one where you kind of uh, demystified the Ouija, but also brought it back to the mystical at the same time. Cool. Thank you. Um, you the big thing was you were it's 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 not a haunted like uh thing of the devil, mm-hmm. and I think I fell into that when I was younger <laughs> i and that was, yeah, I think part of that Johnny Cash understanding was like, ooh, you
1: know yeah.
0: um but like uh I love that you went over the idiometer effect, mm-hmm. and so the confluence between you as a scientist mm-hmm. and you as a spiritual person, I thought would was the best person to listen to about mm. the Ouija so if, if you uh don't mind kind of help these people realize that it's an actual tool
1: absolutely thank you um I don't consider myself a scientist I always look at things through a scientific perspective right. um but, but that's thank you for that's that. mine so, yeah. yeah um uh so yeah um the uh Ouija board um in itself is not good nor evil um the uh goodness or the evilness lies within the intention of the user so if i am a bad person and i want to do something bad with the ouija board then my intention is going to manifest that because i'm in control of it i'm the one that's manipulate. i'm manipulating it physically as well as psychically and um we have with a, a few of my um uh, affiliated uh paranormal and parapsychological research organizations over several years i've been a part of a, a lot of very um well-documented um like very tight, scientifically ran Ouija board sessions where we were experimenting with okay, how does it work? How is it manipulated? Who manipulates it? Do I manipulate it? Do you manipulate it? Does somebody outside of the room manipulate it? Um, and again, talking about the odometer effect, right, um,
0: the simplistic, just kind of throw absolutely. Yeah. Idea and that's what
1: it. I think. It's like, that's the thing of it. Scientifically, scientists want to look at something and be like, no, this is what it is. Right. I yeah. just explained it. So I now mean, you're, now you're silly. And this become is just real a to them, tool.
0: Therefore it is real. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, explain what the odometer effect is.
1: Um, yeah, the, the odometer effect is basically, uh, another, I think, uh, and it's, it's plausible. I mean, we see it sometimes, but it doesn't always apply. Um, it's a scientific theory. Uh, topically that um, you control the board, that uh, you are... um, Subconsciously.
0: Exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: And of course we know that that you are, and that's why, you know, uh, we use it as a parapsychological tool, like what we were talking about, but that doesn't apply every single time, so... The Ouija board itself, um, uh, with uh, the classes that I teach and the lectures that I give behind the board, it's an occult tool, and uh, you can use it for one of two things typically. Uh, The first one is a paranormal uh, communication device where you are using it basically as a tool to talk to somebody outside of you, so uh, an outside stimulus. So, again, it's going to be like an EVP recorder, you know, um, a telephone. any of those things spirit box yeah yeah Yeah. exactly um and then uh the other one is uh you can use it as a parapsychological tool to have a a conversation with yourself and that's what we were talking about uh talking um to yourself or with yourself on another level so uh, people ask me all the time they're like wow, you play with the board by yourself. You know, that's that's so bad. You know, that, that that's how you let the devil in. You're supposed to play it with other people. Well,
0: it's because you believe it that you yeah. let you in. Right? Yeah,
1: if that's what you believe. I yeah. mean,
0: I, I guess the odometer effect too is like an oversimplification of a parapsychological thing. Yeah. Because I I do believe that communion with the subconscious self is is uh, paranormal. Oh, right? definitely. And Absolutely. so you are answering things that you need to be... Mm-hmm. Like answered, right? Definitely, yeah. That's so yeah.
1: That way, you go into it with the intention of, you know, let's say there's a ghost sitting right there, and I want to talk to them, and I'm asking them to move the planchette to answer a question for me. That's using the board as a paranormal tool, but using it as a parapsychological tool. Um, let's say that I'm really struggling with something personal in my life, and I just can't make a decision. So I'm gonna sit down, and I'm and I'm gonna try to tap into myself in a in a different manner. And that's exactly what we do when we dream. And that's why I think that. Uh, dream work requires more serious study. The dreams that we have are so relevant. And it's another um, more specified, uh, yet free, yet wild version of ourselves that are running rampant while our bodies are physically resting. And I think that the um, encounters that we do have while we're sleeping mean more than they don't. And I think that using occult tools like a Ouija board and pendulums and what have you help you tap into that.
0: I think uh, you. I've been realizing that Carl Jung is the most prominent mystic of our time, even though he's situated as a psychological person. I think it's a lot of that. Mm I just wanted to, uh, let's talk about Port Gamble. Let's yeah. talk about this weekend. It's a big yeah. weekend for you.
1: Yes, um, thank you for asking. So this weekend is uh, the annual Port Gamble Ghost Conference. It's a big Washington State uh, Ghost Conference. So we have, um, I, I try to attend at least two every year, the Oregon State one and then the Washington State one. So this year is Wash this weekend is the Washington State one. It's in uh, Port Gamble. It's uh, near Tacoma, this little gorgeous um, peninsula town. And um, I usually teach a class and um, give a lecture. Uh, This year, um, I decided to have more fun, and I'm teaching two classes, and I'm sitting on a couple different panels. I'm really excited um, about one of the panels. The first panel is a psychic um, question and answer panel that I'm always on. And then the other one is a brand new one about uh, women in the paranormal field. Ah, so that's awesome. It's yes, it, it's a topic that needs to be discussed. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, so yeah. yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, so I'm really excited about that, and I've, I've been getting a lot of emails, uh, heated emails from people about certain questions and what we're not supposed to be discussing. And
0: like you're uh, would be giving too much away. They need to earn um, it, kind of thing, or, or, or is basically this, is this like the. Machismo patriarchal bullshit
1: um well, they asked me to be a part of the panel, and they they know me well, so they should know better i'm i'm oh. I'm very honest so if I'm gonna be very straight about, you know, yeah, being a woman working in a patriarchic society, As you and should a sci- be. oh my goodness, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's hard enough being a human, let alone a woman, let alone working in the scientific field, right? Yeah, yeah. uh, so yeah, that's gonna be a fun talk, and <laughs> then, um, yeah. so my, uh, yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. Um, So uh, I always teach a class, um, a hands-on intensive Ouija board class, I call it uh, the misconceptions and application of the Ouija board. Um, I go through uh, the misconceptions found in media and mainstream culture and talk about what the Ouija board is and more importantly what it is not. So um, my goal is that the patrons walk away from my lecture or from my class with a better understanding of what occultism is. Uh, Occultism is a study of um, anything mystical, magical or supernatural. Um, occultism is basically the uh, bridge between uh, philosophy and science. So uh, looking at anything from a, a metaphysic perspective, because we know that um, anything paranormal or anything parapsychological, uh, science itself, orth- orthodox science, can't answer the questions that we're trying to answer. So science is limited. Science is, is not all that it's up to be. It's, right. it's not up to par anymore. So Absolutely. that's why we're looking at things from a more philosophical perspective.
0: And it's more about, yeah, um, open. Oh, opening investigations and not closing
1: them. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And that's why um, for the first several years that I was actually working as a professional uh, researcher, I had to, I felt at the time, and this was wrong, I felt at the time that I had to keep um, all of the metaphysical stuff under wraps because I didn't want to be discredited. Yeah, And now I'm like, you know, fuck that. Fuck it. Fuck it, yeah. yeah. So now, you know, I approach um, every investigation with my uh, scientific technical equipment as well as the metaphys- metaphysical equipment because uh both both garner you know results both are important so um, anyways, yeah, I'll be um, teaching my hands-on class on the Ouija board, and I always end it with a live demonstration, and then the last few minutes, um, I have my patrons do actual board work. So I teach them about the history of the board, uh, why the board is important, and then give them an opportunity to do what they want with it, either paranormally or parapsychologically. And then um, the other class I'm teaching uh, this weekend, I'm really, really excited about it, Um, this is, uh, the first time Port Gamble has ever offered a class on, um, this topic. I am going to be teaching a class on the history of witchcraft.
0: Oh, that's, I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. Because you, you've discovered that you're actually a, like, lineage Mm -hmm. of one of the original Salem
1: Yes, I am actually a two-time direct descendant. Wow. Yeah, so I have, um...
0: Two-time, what does that mean? There was mm -hmm. a couple? Yep, yep, two times. Yep,
1: I have two direct grandmothers, um... So, it's always uh, grandmothers,
0: isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, isn't it? I mean, I yeah. remember you talking about it before? You actually had a more direct grandmother, but yeah, yeah. There's it's the matriarchy. It's the transcendent force that binds everything. It's, Absolutely, you know, it's especially famous. in
1: paganism and, right. and within the craft. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a big deal. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. So you're gonna go through just the history of.
1: Uh, uh, yep, um, I'm gonna talk American about American or, or Um. Well, the uh, early uh, witch hunt started in um, early uh, Europe. So right. we'll be. Um, I'll be talking about that and then um, I will be uh, concluding with the Salem witchcraft trials and then talking about my grandmother's uh, Susanna and Rebecca and um, I'm going to be talking about again uh, what witchcraft is and what it is not, and how the media and mainstream culture portrays it as something negative and something demonic and something satanic, which couldn't be farther from the truth. Um, so I'm going to be looking at it uh, from a paranormal researcher's point of view. You know, this is what it is, and this is what it's not, and then from um, an occultist point of view, and from a pagan's point of view, and from a, a direct descendant of you know two uh, tried and. Uh, murdered, essentially, uh, witches um, from the Salem Witchcraft Trials, um, talking about how... How and why that was so politically and socially um, devastating that um, during the Salem witchcraft trials, they lasted between 1692 and 1693 in Salem, Massachusetts. Um, 20 people were brutally murdered, and um, two of them were my grandmother's. And one of them was hanged, and the other one actually died in prison while she was waiting for her execution. So What, she, what year
0: was that? I mean, what, what, was what era again was that? This was in
1: 1692
0: it's amazing is it like an ancestry.com thing how are you um, uh, uh,
1: kind of yeah, yeah yeah. I have I have done all that absolutely awesome. yeah, yeah. genealogy is fascinating it's just a, another yeah. facet behind who you are I've
0: got a lot of criminal activity in mind so I
1: <laughs>
0: stay away I feel like yeah, I'm going right. to be on the radar if yeah, I'm yeah, yeah
1: they have all of your <laughs> DNA yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's another reason why I was so excited, um, uh, genealogically speaking, why I was so excited to teach my uh, class on uh, witchcraft, uh, because uh, this year, 2017, actually marks the 325th anniversary of the Salem Witchcraft Trials, and I think it's something that people need to be more aware of and talk about.
0: That's amazing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I have to... Where's my Andy Richter to go? Hey! I I don't (laughs) think Andy Richter does that, but... um, uh, real quick, I just want to ask, uh, for everyone watching, I, I know that, uh, you have so many facets, they're all brilliant. Uh, if you could, uh, impart some sort of exercise, uh, any of us could do mm-hmm. to just kind of, you know, churn those psychic, yeah. that engine or help us, In general, I think the veil is thinnest now, mm-hmm. right? It so, is. and, uh, w- yeah, what can we do to help kind of.
1: That's a good question. Yeah. And you're absolutely right about that. Um, we are approaching Salon, which is, um, uh, um, all Hallow's Eve, um, Halloween night, October 31st. It's actually, uh, the biggest, biggest, uh, Sabbath in paganism and within the craft, it's, uh, considered the witch's new year. So it is where, uh, the time of the year where, um, pagans, um, celebrate the end of the harvest and they celebrate the fact that Gaia is dying. They celebrate the fact that, that death is anew and, um, with Death Brings Life, you know, with Death Brings New Beginnings. Um, So as uh, the trees die and the and the leaves fall you know um, and as uh, crops die and um, our uh, uh, fruits and vegetables are, are being harvested and animals are being slaughtered though um, so all from an ancient perspective understanding that what is happening right now uh, seasonally and with uh, Gaia with mother earth that um, as things are dying and as again as the trees are dying and leaves are falling all of this extra energy is being emitted into the earth and with the way uh, the cosmos um, with the way the earth is spinning right now and with um, October uh, 31st coming that's why they say and it is true I think it is true that's why they say that the veil between the living and the dead is the thinnest during that time it's because of that convergence and and all of um, the extra uh, quite literally all of the extra death energy that's floating around and it has to go somewhere Um, so, uh, it is, and I think that any time is an opportune time to commune with uh, the spirit world, but October 31st is definitely the time to do it. So I would leave you guys with an understanding of, um, that you all possess a beautifully powerful parapsychological capability. Some of you might be astral projectors. Some of you might be telepathic, uh, but regardless, you have an energy inside of yourself And um, what little we do know, after all the work we've done, what little we do know about the afterlife or ghosts, we do know, um, from a scientific perspective, it's been scientifically proven that energy cannot be destroyed. So it's been scientifically proven that energy uh, alters and it transfers. So that means it's been scientifically proven and it's been scientifically documented. And this is something that the media stays away from. we know for a fact that when we die we don't die. We know that we have an energy inside of us and when our bodily vehicles are shed that we don't die that the rest of us go someplace there else. Is no there is no end. There is no end. Yes, as hence you were the the big yeah, consciousness absolutely. Right. So um, I would say to um, embrace that and honor it and find uh, whatever method of spirit communication speaks the loudest to you and try it out on I uh,
0: I think it's safe to say that the lineage of all the brilliant guests we've had tonight, meditation.
1: Meditation, meditation. absolutely, absolutely.
0: Montana, thank you so much. Thank you you're for incredible. having me. <laughs> thank you. Uh, are tickets still available for Port Gamble?
1: Absolutely, yep.
0: So, uh, where can they go to get tickets for Port Gamble?
1: Um, I think it's a www.portgambleghostconference2017.com. Mm-hmm. And then um, a lot of announcements and a lot of fun stuff happening for the uh, following few months. So.
0: And you're, you're a big Twitter user, so people yes. can find you.
1: Yes, thank you for saying that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would encourage people to um, follow me on Twitter at KMontanaJordan and uh, keep up with me that
0: way and that's the best way because you, you're an unveiler mm-hmm. like it's not listed all the time because there's so much happening so yeah. twitter is the best way i think right yep. to, awesome thank you so yeah. much Montana. thank you very much thank you thank you again thank you to montana jordan please check her out i mean she is a witch about town Uh, doing all sorts of amazing stuff all the time, especially if you're in the Portland area. And even if you're not, she's got a wealth of knowledge. Seek her out and you will be sought. Um, Thanks again for tuning in. Um, I hope to continue reposting uh, these amazing conversations I had at We the Hallowed's Wayward Worship Salons this past year. Guys, podcasts are hard. Um... So it's taken me a while to figure this whole new curriculum out, but we do have a reformatted We The Hallowed site. You can visit pragmagic.com. If you go to wethehallowed.org slash podcast slash feed, you'll find our RSS. Please upload us to any podcast player if you don't see us. And thanks for, uh, you know, listening to my shameless plug for Dakota Slim's new record out May 25th. And please, investigate We the Hallowed. It's the little art collective that could and does and will, and I'm very proud to be a part of it. Um, What started as a fever dream has now turned into this, you know, brilliant circus of disparate individual artists uh, connecting, supporting, pushing, and experimenting with um, the weird. Uh, Visit us at wethehallowed.org. This is the part where I tell you to go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash we the hollowed, where you can sign up, subscribe for as little as a dollar a month to get this podcast, future episodes before they're released publicly, Q&A sessions with guests, uh, zines, compilations, and individual members' works of art, as well as their records. And please, by all means, investigate and support this collective. But more importantly, if you fancy yourself a serious student and pray teller of the confluence between metaphysics and art, well then get at me. PragMagic at gmail.com. And hell, maybe you'll get on the podcast to spin your yarn, tell your trick, or... Publish an article at pragmagic.com, or hell, we might just even become friends.